Hey y'all, and welcome back to the Old Iron Talk podcast. I'm your host, Callie Gurton, and today we have a special episode from Classic Green. We attended Classic Green last weekend, and I was able to talk to a lot of different exhibitors, vendors, and guests. I'm very excited to share those clips with you, but first we're going to check in with Miranda. How's everything going, Miranda? It's good. We missed you last week. Yeah, I, was, I missed being here, but it was really nice in Tennessee. Yeah, I bet. We're jealous. Tennessee is one of my favorite places. Yeah, me too. I do love the state of Tennessee. There is an awesome display, though, at Classic Green between all of the Model Ds that were there, the lawn and garden displays, toys, memorabilia setups, all the cotton pickers that they had. We really enjoyed seeing everything, and we were glad we could attend this year. Yeah, it looked like an awesome show, and you also got to talk to some really cool people, didn't you? We did, including some guy from New Zealand, so I'm really excited to share all of those clips with you guys today. Yeah, it looked like an awesome show. Uh, But before we get into that, um, what the viewers really want to hear is our jokes. You are correct. So, today, our joke of the day is, have you heard of the farmer who rides his tractor screaming about the end of the world? I have not. His name's Farmer Geddon. Oh, man. I don't know how we come up with these sometimes. Was, but was that the winning one so far? I think that, that might done? be the top one so far. I don't know. You guys got to let us know what you think. Yes. Give us a vote here. <laughs> I do want to say thank you to everyone that came up and told us how much they enjoy our podcast while we're at Classic Green. We do appreciate your support, and we encourage everybody to give us a follow no matter where you listen to our podcast. But I'm excited to share this episode with you, so let's get to listening. All right, so we're here at Classic Green this weekend, and I'm here with Steve Clambeck today. Steve, can you kind of give us a background on yourself? I'm from Kennesaw, Nebraska. Um, I've been involved with Classic Green, I guess, kind of since they started and everything, and I helped them get going with the first reunion that we had in Grand Island, Nebraska, four years ago. So, and I mainly collect and restore... uh, John Deere, what they call Generation 2 tractors, the 30 series, 40 series, 50 series tractors from 1973 to the mid-80s. Okay. So. How did you get started in, like, John Deere? Well, we farm with John Deere and everything, but my dad started messing with old tractors when I was three years old. So I have grew up with it. Yeah. So I've been messing with it my whole life. Yeah. So, do you guys still farm today? I still farm. Yeah, my dad passed away 29 years ago, so he's been gone some time now. But uh, yeah, still doing the tractors. So, and I know you had mentioned you have some memorabilia here too. Yeah, I didn't wasn't able. Some plans changed last minute. I wasn't able to bring the tractors down I wanted, but I snuck some memorabilia down that I'm kind of helping put together the generation 2 30 series exhibit and so I brought some memorabilia that was used to that was used at the introduction that the dealers did on August 19th 1972 when they unveiled those tractors when they were brand new very cool do you in particular have a favorite John Deere tractor Oh, that's a tough question. <laughs> I, I I never thought about that. I I don't know. I I guess one of my favorites in my collection right now. I and I was going to have it here as a 4040 John Deere to 1982. It's uh, it's got four post roll guard, but it's got factory convertible narrow front, which is pretty rare. But what's 
also unique about it it's a 5,000 hour original paint tractor and it's 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 for a 40 year old tractor it's in exceptionally nice condition so yeah that would be awesome to see hopefully you can bring it next year yep that's the plan yep i hope so so Okay, how much have you walked around here at Classic Green? Is there anything like in particular that really has caught your eye? Uh, there's lots of neat exhibits. Um, yeah, we've got some very nice 30 series tractors in our exhibit. I'm just looking out here over the crowd of stuff and Bill Miller's 3010 LP with this cotton picker is just... It's one thing to restore a tractor, but to get that thing restored the, to the quality and condition, it's incredible. It is. It's so, incredible I'm sure a lot of people are talking about it. Yes, so. I think so, for sure. Well, do you have any future plans or anything you're wanting to add to your collection? Oh, yeah, I say I'm about done and then something always pops <laughs> up and everything. So, I, I don't know. I, I'll get a tractor done and say, oh, I'm never selling that. And then a couple of years later, I get... I might sell that and move on up into something else. So I'm, if I'm looking for anything, it's probably some 50 or 55 series deers and everything. So, yeah, I'd like to find a 4250 open station. That's on the list yet. So, yeah. So we'll see. Besides Classic Green, are there any other shows or events that you go to throughout the year that you really enjoy? I enjoy going to. Uh, half century of progress and ran tool I haven't been there for a couple years gonna maybe try and get there this summer and and I got some local shows in Nebraska play center Nebraska and air Nebraska that we do and but that's usually gets about it between farm and there just ain't been much time so is there a dream show that you've heard of that you would ever want to go to Really, it's those two between Classic Green and, and Rantoul is that's the ultimate. So, this is a great event. They they did it again down here. This is an awesome show. It is an awesome show. Well, I appreciate you talking to us. We okay. definitely enjoy learning about everybody's collection. And we'd love to talk to you again if you would like to. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so we've got Graham Howden now here with us at Classic Green. And is this the first Classic Green you've attended? Uh, no, I came over to the first one in 2019 at Nebraska, Grand Island, Nebraska. Um, I have been over to a number of shows prior to that, but this is this is the second Classic Green for me. Okay. Yep. Graham, can you let everybody know where you're from? I'm from Christchurch, New Zealand, which uh, don't confuse us with Australians. We are a separate country, um, <laughs> and yeah, I live in the South Island, just out of Christchurch in New Zealand. Okay. Very cool. So how long is the flight over here for you? Uh, generally, if we fly direct into LA or San Francisco, it's about 12 to 13 hours. But this time we flew to Chicago, and that's around 15 hours direct from New Zealand. So oh it's a lot of sitting in an aeroplane. Yeah, it is. That was a long flight. Yeah. Okay, Graham, can you kind of give us a background? How did you get into the John Deere community? Uh, it goes back to a... I could say a good year in 1963 when I came along and my father was farming and um, he used to get affected by diesel fumes and uh, he went around all the agents in New Zealand at the time to see who would supply what we call a petrol tractor, up here you call it a gas, um, and our local 
John Deere agent were prepared to indent a John Deere 2010 gas tractor for him. It was the only brand new tractor he ever owned. Probably the worst model he could have bought, but um, that's how it all started. So we were farming as I was growing up and ended up, my father ended up with all John Deere equipment, uh, which was a bit unusual in New Zealand because we, being so tied to the Commonwealth, had a lot of British machinery um, and local New Zealand made implements and American equipment got very expensive in New Zealand. So uh, he, it was a bit different to, to be like that and we saw very few John Deere's come through in the 60s and 70s and then they really started making a comeback in about the 1980s. Okay. So through that connection, um, yeah my dad passed away when I was quite young, I was only 11, and we had a clearing sale, all the machinery got sold. Um, then once I got through school, I wasn't going to get involved with machinery at all, I was going to go down the vehicle line of things, but I started finding one or two uh, rear John Deere's that got to New Zealand, and um, the first one I found was an AO Streamlined, it was in a children's playground and uh, we since know that there were only two of them imported to New Zealand new. I have the remains of the second one as well. Um, so that got me starting collecting the rear John Deere's that got to New Zealand. Yeah, that's incredible. That's yeah. an awesome story too. So thank you for sharing that with us. What did you guys farm when you were growing up? Like what kind of crops did you farm? Uh, uh, as a child, yeah, growing up on the farm, we were on rolling country uh, in South Canterbury and it was primarily sheep farming um, with some crop but my father wanted to get into more machinery and more cropping so we were then farming and primarily seeds wise was grass seed, wheat, barley, clover as well as still having sheep as a balance over the whole operation um, and then yeah hay mainly alpha alpha we call it lucerne down there so yeah. In New Zealand, do you see in the collecting world, like the younger generation, are they involved? Do you see a lot of collecting going on, or not as much? There's a worldwide problem. Um, I'm one of the younger ones, and I'm not getting any younger. Uh, dare I say it, I've just had my 60th. Um, it, it is a problem worldwide. I still don't know how to correct it. Uh, I don't think we will correct it. We've seen it in the vintage car movement as well, where vintage cars aren't as sought after as they were 30 years ago. People are moving into the classic era. That's happening with the tractors as well, and it's the same down our way as it is up here. Um, so, yeah, I when we were on the farm, my dad bought a couple of two-cylinder John Deere's as collectible items and that's what got us really started knowing anything about them and stuck with it. Um, but having said that, I have progressed and got some multi-cylinder tractors as well now. Um, but originally it all started out with two, collecting two-cylinder John Deere's. Now, aside from actual tractors, are you interested in collecting any of like the memorabilia or the farm toys or anything like that, or not really? Um, I do have a small collection compared to up here of um, models or the farm toys, uh, but probably the other main thing I've collected in New Zealand are John Deere implements. 
Um, again, because we were tied to the Commonwealth, we got a lot of British implements, and New Zealand had a lot of their own manufacturers. So uh, very few American implements were imported to New Zealand, plus they would have been quite costly. Uh, so anything unusual John Deere-wise, implement-wise, I've tried to track and collect of what is in New Zealand. Um, I haven't imported any implements from overseas. And I've imported a, about three tractors, but not implements. What is the process for like importing from overseas? Is that like a long, drawn-out thing? It's or? it's more difficult now than it was. It, it used to be quite simple. Um, just shipping containers, a 40-foot shipping container stacked right. We could stack four tractors in it. Okay. Uh, some dismantling, and then you'd fill as much of the rest of the container as possible with parts spare parts that people wanted, yeah. um, implements, some people broke down players and put players in in pieces, um, some people brought in models but you would try and utilize as much of the space as possible but at the moment it's not particularly on, uh, the dollar with COVID and everything, yes. our dollar is not worth very much, we're only buying 60 cents of your dollar so this trip coming up here now is costing us basically double. Um, so the last time I was involved in a container was 2013. Oh, okay. I haven't done one since. Okay, yeah. well, that's interesting. Okay, so you're here at Classic Green. Have you seen very much since you've been here? Has anything really caught your eye? Um, it, it's interesting. I have been up to a number of shows in the past. Uh, the first show I ever came to up in America was the sesquicentennial, the 150th of John Deere, Expo 1 if you like to call it that, of two cylinder at Waterloo. Um, actually made some very good friends through that meeting at that show, some of whom I'm still meeting, in fact we've just had lunch meeting with one um, person, Bruce Keller, okay. who we met back in those days. Um, so and then over the years I've been to a few Expos then the Collector's Centre that was opened in Moline. I was yep. there for the opening. Um, and But yeah, this is the second Classic Green that I've been up to. Very cool, very yep. cool. Now in New Zealand, do you guys have shows like this or not really? We have general shows, or we call them rallies, shows. Um, very few one-make specific type shows. What we'll n normally do is have a, a rally and feature something so it might be one brand gets featured but we just don't have enough equipment down there to be able to hold one-off events we did a John Deere show back in 2010 it was just a private working rally on a farm we had about 80 John Deere tractors there and strangely enough well not strangely but we had uh, 10 Canadians came down at that time and combined touring New Zealand and coming to our rally I've run into six of them here. No way. This weekend. Yep. Absolutely. We've kept in touch right wow. through. Um, so, and that was combined. The World Plowing Match Finals were held in New Zealand back then. So we combined events. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That is one special thing I would say about this event and any other shows. You definitely make collections or connections, and it's crazy how like those continue to grow throughout the years, and you still stay in touch with all of those people. So that's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. So, so just touching on that, that is one of the main reasons I'm back here. Okay. I, I am with a friend who uh, 
is travelling as well. But as you get older, it's more, as Classic Green says, it's about the people more than the machinery. In the earlier days, yes, we were chasing equipment, trying to find things, but now it's more about people. Um, right behind us are Travis and Shirley Jord. I met them in 1987. And we have kept in touch, we have visited, we've been to their place a couple of times now, okay. um, people like that. And there's a number of people in this organisation yes. and, and hobby that yes. we keep in touch with on a regular basis. Well that's amazing. And I've got to ask, who did you bring with you? Uh, the friend that's with me is Grant Moffat. Um, Grant and I have worked together for a number of years and he has just got out of a a family farming operation and okay. needed a break away so we're up here well perfect we're glad that you brought him too so he could enjoy the show yep all right is there anything else you'd like to share while we've got you here uh well i will just touch on as i said what got me into the hobby finding the first unusual or rare tractor that got imported to new zealand so that got me chasing the rare items so just as a, a follow-on to that the AO Streamlined, I think I mentioned there were only two. I've got the remains of the second one as well. Um, I've got a DI, there were only two of those came to New Zealand. I've got one, we think the other one's been scrapped. Uh, BI, um, there were three, possibly four came to New Zealand. We've located three of them. Wow. I've got one of them. Um, a Barber Green 50, complete with elevator. Only one in New Zealand that we're aware of, and why it ever got there, who knows, but it's there. Uh, so that's in my collection. So that just gives, you know, there's about 25 tractors in my collection probably, but anything unusual is what I've chased over the years. Do you have these on display for people to like see, or is it kind of just your private collection that you've been building yourself? It's, it's my private collection, and it's just based at home, but if there's anyone um, from overseas was coming to New Zealand, more than happy. I've worked in with a number of people in the past to uh, show them around, give them directions to other collections and uh, as they tour New Zealand because if you're going to travel in New Zealand there's definitely, it's a big tourist country. Yes. Um, you don't just come down there to look at machinery. <laughs> well that's fair. Well thank you so much for joining us Graham. Not a problem. Good to be here. Thank you. Thank you. All right so now we've talking with Marvin Steinbaker and Marvin's been collecting lawn and garden tractors. Can you kind of give us a background? When did you start doing that? Probably about 2008 and I started with my my dad had a wheel horse that he bought when I was in high school and still had it and that kind of got my interest going. Okay that's kind of funny and ironic. My brother actually when he was younger and in high school I don't really know what his fascination was with like the lawn and garden tractors but wheel horse was one of them and he had quite a few when we were growing up so that's kind of funny. And I still have his. Do you? Yes. Well that's awesome. All right so what was your like cream purchase? Have you made that? Uh, yeah, yes, didn't know it at the time, but it is now. I got a tractor called a farmhand. Okay. Um, it was built by Jacobson, one year only that we know of. Um, and I was the second gentleman, fellow, person mm -hmm. to find it, or wow. to find one. There was one in uh, Lyle Dumont's Oliver Museum. Okay. Um, and a friend found this in a fence row. He was a, believe it or not, a John Deere collector. He wanted the seven horse Kohler motor off of it. Okay. 
and when he got it he figured out it looked different and strange so he got a hold of a couple other people and they figured out what it was so then he decided he didn't want to tear it up Wow! so he contacted me and I said sure I didn't really know anything about it and since then been a very good purchase and right now we only know of about maybe 20 of them that are out there Wow! That's I'm amazing. sure there's probably more but you know it, it's and this has been for I guess I've had mine about six years now okay. do you know overall how many they've produced that's the other thing we can't find out anything on them okay. and we can only find out they were built as far as we know one year and uh, one size. Wow, that's incredible. That yeah. is definitely a unique find then yes. for sure. That's yes. exciting. So how many do you currently have in your collection? Um, probably about 30. 30? Yeah. Okay. yeah. And do you have like a mix of brands? Yes. Brand? Yeah. Nope. Okay. Okay. The, I got Farmhand. I have Oliver. Okay. I have uh, Minneapolis Moline. I have white, the earlier whites, which are the light blue. Um, I have... Um, a Jacobson, the Wheel Horse, and I have tractors that are called Springfield that were built in Springfield, Ohio. But we only have, they made a lot of different smaller ones, but these were just a cert, uh, like a seven year. Okay. They look like a small wheel horse, the early wheel horses we have. Um, well, I said the Minneapolis Mo I have some odd tractors. I have, it's called a Farm Crest, which was built by um, Springfield, but it was sold at Gamble's. Hardware store, and I have um, a tractor that was built by Springfield. Well, two of them that was sold by Montgomery Wards. Oh, very good. So I'm, I'm kind of with the Springfield background with them. Yeah. And uh, you don't see, and they only made the two for Montgomery Wards, but they did make a few others for the Gambles. That was the Farm Crest. Okay. Now, do you restore these? Yeah. Well, um, let's just say probably about two thirds of them. Some of them are in good enough shape not to restore. Yeah. Right. And you do that work yourself? I do some of it. I have a couple good friends that do my that do the painting. And I always tell people I'm not a mechanic, I'm a parts replacer. Um, but and I do the rattle can, you know, some of the smaller anything that like my farm hand, I had to I did had somebody else do it. I don't blame you for it turn out yeah. really look nice. Yep. I don't blame you on that at all. Okay, so have you attended Classic Green in the past? No, this is my first one. Okay. And did you bring stuff with you or not? <laughs> No, I do not have any John Deere's, but my two good friends at paint are big John Deere people. And one of them wanted me to to know if I wanted to come and I could stay with him. Just, he's a couple hours south of me. He says, come down with me and hook up and we'll go down. And I'm very glad I did. I've I've really enjoyed it. But I like all the tractors. I just don't have John, but the attachments on the John Deere garden tractors are really interesting too, which are the, some of them are change over to the other tractors. Yes, that is true. Is there anything in particular that's really stood out to you that you've seen while here? Yes. There's a, in the back of where we're, they're set up, the guy has a John Deere that has a 540 PTO on it, but he's got it hooked up to a, it's a um, she, corn sheller, okay. but it's not a hand corn, she, corn sheller and it's not a great big one that tractors, it's like the size for a garden tractor. That's awesome. I've never seen one and it has a hay band tag on it which is a regular they did sickle bar mowers and things like that and I haven't found I haven't seen the guy there with it to find out more about it but it's real I think really interesting I'd I'd love to have it yes yeah no that sounds awesome (laughs) we actually you had told us about that the other day and I haven't been out there to check it out oh that's right we're gonna have to go look at that for sure that sounds cool okay are there any where are you from let's let everybody know because I'm from Riverton Illinois which is just outside of Springfield the state capital I'm about 10 miles 
awesome. So are there any shows that you attend in Illinois or any other shows that you really like to attend regularly? Yes. Well, we go to Evansville, Indiana, which is a big garden tractor show. I mean, it's a regular show, but they have a lot of garden tractors. Um, we go, there's one in Pinfield, Illinois, small town, big show. Go to it, and then we go to the Half a Century in Rantoul, yes. And then there's a big show in Portage, Wisconsin, every year. That we And it's garden tractor only, and we try to attend, and they're usually have about 900 garden tractors show up there. Wow. That's, That's a good show, really good show, yeah. And we go to some other stuff around periodically different places okay so out of the brands that you have is there one that you like is your top um i'd probably have to say the farmhand and the olivers together um i mean the springfields aren't really worth value like the others but i i'm i really get intrigued with them they're out there but not real plentiful but i'd have to say the farmhand and the Oliver, probably because I get you get a lot of recognition out of them too. Yes, for one thing. Very true. Do you collect anything besides like lawn and garden? Are you into the lawn and garden memorabilia or toys or anything no. like that, or not really? No, not really. Okay. No, I do collect a few, nothing major, some signs, you know, or things like that in my garage on the wall. But I have a lot of other farm signs and and beer, like beer signs, anything some that light up. Are you looking to continue to grow your collection, or do you kind of like the size that it's at? Um, probably not really grow. There's a few things I wouldn't mind having, but I've got a few things. I mean, I've got a few things. I'm well. I got one right now. I'm trying to sell. So you sell a little bit, maybe buy a little bit. Most. I'm kind of like a lot of people. I'm getting out of room. Yeah. So. Seems to be a common problem people <laughs> yes. run into, especially in this hobby. That's for sure. Yes. Now, do you use like your own tractors, or do you? A few. A few of them I do. Okay. Uh, we go. I got. Well, one of my old wheel horses and the Jacobson I just got, and um, I had one of the AC. I did. I we ta I take to plow days okay. and we and plow with them. Yeah. So awesome. yes, yeah. Well, that's fun. Yes. Well, is there anything else you'd like to share with everybody? We're excited that you came and chat chatted with us. But I've never seen this many John Deere's in one place. It's amazing. And even though it's a big showgrounds, there's a lot of people here, mm -hmm. and it's been good. Yeah. It's been really a lot of fun. A lot of fun to see everything. It's been very fun, that's for sure. Yeah. It's been warm, but it's been fun. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, yes. thank you again for stopping by, and we'd love to chat with you again sometime. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you. All right, so it's now Friday. We've made it to day two of Classic Green, and today we're talking here with Dave Jepson. He's here helping out Almond Auctions. How's your week been going, Dave? Oh, it's, it's going great. i got a good combination of work and pleasure going. There you go. There you go. Everything's been going well. We thank you for coming here and helping Almond set up. Everything's turned out nicely, so that's good. Um, have you been able to walk around and take a look at things here while you've been here? I have. I've been able to walk around the buildings. I've been able to take a golf cart ride on all the outdoor exhibits through the vendor area. I've, uh, I've gotten a good look. I got here early before the crowd and I really got a good look at what was here. I got up close and personal and talked to a few of the exhibitors. Well good. That's good. Has anything really caught your eye? It has. I'll, I'll say I keep gravitating back towards them, the D display. Especially the early open spoke flywheel Ds yeah. with the bigger 26 inch flywheels. I I keep gravitating back to those. I've gone and looked at them at least three times. Yes, those are pretty awesome. And they've got a really nice display set up here, too. They do. All right, Dave, give us kind of a background on yourself. Why are you drawn to John Deere? Well, I was drawn to John Deere. Uh, my father and I collected John Deere tractors and memorabilia and toys for 
over 40 years. I was born into a collecting family. Uh, when I was two years old, uh, my father had reacquired the family tractor that he learned to drive on, a 1938 John Deere A that my grandfather had bought brand new. And there's a picture of me standing next to it after he got it repainted and restored. And that started his passion in uh, 1970. So I was, I've been exposed to it ever since. And we, we spent, I lost my dad two years ago today, matter of fact. And uh, Almond conducted some auctions for me and my father and the estate and we uh, we had a great so many great memories and that's uh, my passion is still strong and I'm really really still enjoying the hobby well good I'm glad I'm, I bet he's probably excited that you're still here too enjoying it as well so that's good no doubt no yes. doubt all right when you look out can you kind of tell everybody what we're looking at and does anything really kind of catch your eye out in front of us here oh so, several things do uh, the effort that it would take and uh, just finding a machine of the, you know, a, co a cotton picker is a complicated machine and to think of a machine of that vintage to be here on full display mm -hmm. and it's a large item in such beautiful restored condition that that catches my attention right away. The variety of tractors in this room alone from early steel wheel tractors to uh, new generation to generation two there's just a large variety all in one building, and that ain't that isn't counting what's outside. Yes. You know, there's a large yeah. variety, but the, the gold John Deere D really catches my attention yes. too. To know that, that that's one of one ever produced in that configuration, and to have it right here in the same building as us, it's just from where I sit. That's and there's industrial tractors too, as I look out, and steel wheel tractors, and just a large variety. There is. The variety is amazing, and I can't believe how many yeah, lawn and garden tractors are here as well, and then even the memorabilia displays. We went and looked at that yesterday some, and yes. that's spectacular over there too. I know you really liked the setup that had all of the like parts racks and old parts hanging up, and they had oil cans. Can you tell us a little bit about that? That That's an amazing display that uh, Daryl Cox put together. It, it does. It has it all. It's a... Uh, it's a barn backdrop from the Green Acres, mm -hmm. you know, the TV show. He's yep. simulated that. And the amount of signs, oil cans, paint cans, tools um, that are incorporated into yeah, that display. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's fragile items in there and there's cast iron in there. It's not only fragile and you had to be careful to set it up, but the, the bulk and weight alone of what it took to put that together. You, I, I honestly could look at that for couple hours yeah and you know and just well, keep there's seeing so much yeah you definitely wouldn't miss anything yeah and it's so you can really appreciate it yeah mm -hmm. nope we really enjoy that okay i've got to ask you a question that i tend to ask everybody do yes. you have a dream john deere tractor well i do and i think that dream kind of changes okay. as the collect collecting process um progresses mm -hmm. um I would say right now, I'm gonna. I would go back to my original conversation about those early spoke flywheel okay. Ds, the history of the Model D, uh, the originality, and you know the rarity obviously is yes. intriguing too. Yes. But on the other hand, not to, not to be wishy-washy, I, I love them patio John Deere's. Yeah. Those you know the red, blue, yellow, and orange. I, they only made them a couple years. They are beautiful. They are. So what a wide span that is from a spoke flywheel D to a patio that lawn is. and guards. So I guess that tells you, I guess those would be a couple of my 
dream tractors right now. Yeah. Have you ever had one of the patio series? I never did. Never nope. Did? I'm fortunate enough to have one of the early 63 110s that's being featured here. Yes. But I never have had a patio, but never say never. Nope. Maybe one day. That's You'll right. Get it, that's believe. right. Okay, Dave. Now, have you attended Class of Green in the past? I have not. You haven't? No. I know it's wow. hard to believe, but uh, back to the back to the conversation earlier my dad was his health was failing a little bit yeah. and he was he was my partner you know that's who I did shows yeah. with and he he didn't feel up to it okay. and you know I went to a lot of shows without him you know towards the end but I just never made it to a classic green classic event green. so it's my first one okay but you guys have attended gathering green before correct lots of them okay. lots of them oh, good. Mm -hmm. do you have a top show that you would like to go to that you've never attended um, well, I hear, I've been to Mount Pleasant, Iowa, which I know is a big one. I hear a lot about the Florida flywheelers yes, in Florida. And the older I get, I could probably find some other things to do in Florida while yeah, after I take in the show. So maybe that's the one I'd go to. Okay. Have yep. you ever been to Half Century? Yes. I, I live only about 45 minutes from Half Century, yeah. and I've been there multiple times okay. yeah yep i've been in the we've hauled me and my dad hauled tractors to half century and i've actually camped there and spent the night there and okay. i've uh i've spent quite a bit of time at half century i've done a little a little uh field work there too Have you? Yeah, yeah so i've been been lucky enough to attend that yeah okay okay now i know you also collect some memorabilia as well is there any item that you like really sticks out to you in particular that you have or that you would want to add i am really interested in the match safes okay. the early celluloid match safes mm -hmm. um and some of the early signs mm -hmm. that i uh, i really admire those and they they they're always top on the list yeah and uh, i i really enjoy employee badges or buttons that have individual numbers on them that you could attribute to that particular employee so those are some of my and I'm, i guess i'm a sucker for any uh, any lighter or tape measure too. Lighters really? and tape measures are my favorites because there's so much color in them. Yeah. And those were just given away, you know. Yes, they were. So, and a lot of them got beat up and destroyed. So to find those in nice condition with nice bright graphics on them. But uh, I'd say those are the items that come to come to mind right away. Okay. Well, Dave, we want to thank you for joining us here. We're glad that you came along. And we love always catching up with you. So we hope you enjoy the rest of the weekend. No, I will. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so we're lucky enough now to sit down with Travis Wibben and his son Seth. And they've been, well Travis has been a part of Classic Green and very strong part of implementing everything that goes on here at Classic Green. So Travis, can you kind of give us a rundown of how everything's been going this year? Oh yeah, this has been a great event to set up to work with the people here at the Wilson County Fairgrounds, to work with the, the local group in the area, the people from Tennessee and the surrounding states that have come up here and done so much work to get us, you know, the schedule and the, and the area, put things together, get all the planning done. It's just been a tremendous amount of fun. The people right here on the grounds and the local people great folks it's worked well well good i'm glad to hear that now seth are you here because you want to be here or are you here because you're kind of held against your will i'm, I'm here because i want to be okay <laughs> just had yep. to check i didn't pay him to say that at, at first at first it was you need to come yeah. <laughs> and here you are so you guys have probably been pretty much everywhere i would imagine because you're pretty busy but is there anything here this year that really stands out to either of you 
Uh, there's an 8850 and a Streeter Dion Duels. Those are the two, my, my two big ones. Um, so I'm on Facebook, getting ready to load them up. I'm a fan of a John Deere D, so I'm in heaven this year. We got 56 Ds here. We've got four of the early large flywheel spokers. We've got uh, at least one nickel. We've got, I believe, 15 spokers. At, yeah, I'm in heaven. And every day, a couple times a day, we start them all up, just walking through, listening to those guys. Yeah. Do you like tractors that are restored, or do you prefer the ones that are still original? So I'm a, I'm a big fan of the person's passion and so I like both I if I have to prefer um, I like them in their street clothes so that you can get them out in the field and get them dirty all right now do either of you own tractors and if so what do you have I do not own a tractor I have a few pieces of literature okay. models but I don't actually own a tractor hopefully here soon that's the plan so you asked a you asked a question that could hurt oh no. me. Oh no! <laughs> so I have a John Deere D, 1934, full steel extensions, front and rear. It kind of came through the family. It's pretty special to us. And then I own <clears throat> two early Farmalls. Oh! I guess I own a Toro. Well, a lot more. But you sure yeah. you guys belong here? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Well, do you, either of you have a dream tractor that you would like to own? Uh, for me, it's a 420 industrial high crop, which okay. doesn't really exist. There's only one that I've ever seen, and I've driven it before, so. That's awesome. That's, that's mine. Yeah, that would be sweet to have. I'm going to split it up. It's either going to be a Waterloo Boy or a Galloway Farm Mobile. I like the early stuff, the really early stuff, and Waterloo based. Mm-hmm. Waterloo Boys are awesome. I do mm-hmm. agree with that. Yep, yep. Okay, can you kind of give everybody a rundown of what's to come here left this weekend at Classic Green? Oh, if, if you're in the hobby and you've been to shows, what's left here is all the friends that you've met, all the people you've met that that you are interested in talking to we all have the same hobby the same you know passion and all the people you haven't met yet are all here on the ground so to me it's just get out interact with the people um if you if you like d's you go up to that corner and all the d people are there you know we've got cotton machines here we've got uh the the trivia night is yet tonight tomorrow night's the banquet so there is so much left to come there is so much here too and the variety is amazing between lawn and garden to the toy displays and the memorabilia displays that are here as well it's amazing how much stuff is here so so travis how did you kind of start to get involved with classic green well so as i mentioned i have a couple early farm all so i have a so i really kind of got really going in the hobby with an f20 and i still have that um and you know I don't just like something. I mean, I, I really like, if I have a tractor, I like the owner's manual. I like the implements that pull and that kind of thing. And so I was never finding a, an organization that actually had more than just the one thing. You know, the, the club would be focused on this item or that item or that item. And I said, well, why not everything? And, and I found a whole bunch of people, you know, us that started up Classic Green, that had that same mentality is, is why can't we have a plow and, a, and a memorabilia and toys and tractors here all at the same show? Yeah, well, 
Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Now, Seth, have you attended all of Classic Greens? I went to uh, 2019 okay. Green Island. Um, I was busy with work for Columbus, so I wasn't able to make it to that one. Yeah. Do you have a favorite between the two? Definitely here. Okay. Without a doubt. Okay. Well, we appreciate you guys talking with us here for a few minutes. Is there anything you would like to kind of share with anybody that we haven't discussed yet? Just uh, join Classic Green if you like the people and the collection and the hobby. And I love what you're doing, Callie. This well, is a you. this is a great thing. Old Iron Garage, the podcast, the database. Thank you. Yep. Thank you, guys. All right. So we're here at Classic Green. Now we're on Saturday, and we're sitting down today with. Charlie English Jr. and Charlie English III, and they are the owner of the 1937 Centennial John Deere D. Can you guys kind of give us a background on yourself? Where are you guys from? Oh, we're from Evansville, Indiana, so it was about a four-hour drive here. Okay. Yeah, born and raised there. Um, just love it up in that area. There's a lot of antique tractor collectors in that general area. In fact, our uh, antique tractor display and shows started you know, right around 1969, 70. Okay. So very, very good out around there. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, we're glad you guys made it down. Have you guys been to Classic Green in the past? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> good. All right, did you guys kind of have any other tractors when you were growing up, or how did you get into having a John Deere tractor? That's a great question. In 1968, my father, Charles Sr., bought a uh, 1930 John Deere D at an auction. He bought it for like a hundred and sixty bucks, okay. and uh, thankfully he still has it. And he gave it to me for Christmas a couple of years ago. Oh. And being the first tractor out of the thousands that he's collected and bought and sold over the years is a great, great thing. Yes, that's very special for sure. That's awesome. Okay, so you guys are here with your Centennial D. What's the story behind that? How did your dad end up with that tractor? Well, around 1990, he was at the St. Louis Toy Show, and he come across a table with these gold John Deere D's, unstyled D's. And Lyle Dingman and Dennis Parker had them there. And the, um, the tractor just caught his eye, and he said, why in the world would you have painted these gold? And uh, so they showed him a September 1938 Implement and Tractor Magazine article that showed a picture of what was said to be a gold leaf tractor with several people around it, including the, uh, the John Deere dealer, jo Josiah Gooden, and the farmer who ended up buying it, G.D. Hancock. So Dad bought multiple toys and he asked to get a copy of the story well inside the story there was mention of Kingfisher Oklahoma mm -hmm. uh, G.D. Hancock and Josiah Gooden so from that information he <laughs> went on the search for the tractor okay that's awesome yeah that's amazing okay so he went on the search for the tractor yeah did he find it Yes, uh, what, how that worked out, in the picture, there's several people in the picture that was in the magazine. The, uh, the biggest boy was named George Gooden. And uh, so, Dad uh, was thumbing through a High Plains Journal magazine, I believe it was, 
and in the magazine there was a Ford truck dealership with a phone number so dad called that phone number and the lady that answered the phone and dad said may I speak to the oldest employee and she knew right away who that was so she went and got him and he came to the phone and dad mentioned some names from that article and uh, he said that he he knows George Gooden the, the grandson of Josiah Gooden so George and dad got to talking and George vowed to help dad find the tracker so George had a friend at the newspaper write an article and the Beecher family saw the article in the newspaper and uh, so ended up the newspaper came to the Beechers did a big story about the tractor and the Beecher family and dad got together and they actually the gentleman Mr. Beecher um, offered the tractors to sell to dad and dad went to get it but as soon as dad went got there Mr. Beecher decided he didn't want to sell it. Oh no. <laughs> but Mr. Beecher and his family got to be really good friends with dad okay. and they talked all the time. Uh, Mr. Beecher, we'll call him senior, uh, ended up passing away at about five years later and then junior ended up with it. And unfortunately he passed away about two years later. And then the family, they got to know dad pretty well and uh, they contacted dad and agreed to sell it to dad and so he went out and got it and started restoration right then as soon as he got home he started restoration that's amazing and when you guys got the tractor could you see evidence of the gold paint still yeah. on it yes uh that's kind of a wild story uh when that that tractor was sold from the josiah good and john deere dealership um the tractor worked really hard on the Han Hancock farm. The um, really hard. We have pictures of it out in the field. Um, thankfully, we got some of those, and awesome. uh, it was worked really hard. The um, tractor was then traded into Vith Brothers Massey Harris dealer in 1955, um, and the Massey Harris dealer didn't know why it was gold, but knew at that point in time that it needed a fresh coat of paint so what they did was they top coated the gold with new green paint okay. a part-time farmer mechanic uh, was there and he wanted the tractor so he bought it and that and uh, that was mr. Beecher so he took it home and he farmed with it again very hard and the uh, by the time in 1970 when they stopped running it they put it in the uh, um, took it apart to restore it and but they just kind of lost interest in doing the restore job so whenever uh, dad went to look at it there was still paint uh, one place in particular was on the crankcase breather their stack there was gold paint there under the fenders you know anywhere that a person that didn't take much time painting their gold was still there um, to get the correct color code we uh, took a, a paint sample that was above the draw bar you know it was protected from the sun and that's how we got the color code okay that's awesome now did you guys restore it yourself or did you have somebody else do that well all the mechanical inside and out was done by my dad and and uh, us boys helping and then the paint we had joe hoffman of saint anthony indiana painted a we were told that gold is one of the hardest colors to paint 
And with this particular tractor, we wanted a base coat, clear coat. You know, we wanted to go all in. And, yeah. and none of us really had experience at the time of doing that. So, you know, this was like 25 years ago when we uh, restored it. Okay, so you've had it in your family then for how many years? Oh yeah, Tw uh, 25, 26 years, okay. yes. That's awesome, and how many shows have you taken it to? You know, about 120 at this point in time. Uh, we've been up to Canada with it, Florida, um, back out to Oklahoma where, where it will spend most of its life. You know, I hope that what we're doing is similar to what John Deere Company did back in the day, back in the, uh, to celebrate the 1837 to 1937 centennial and how they displayed it. And, you know, we're trying to keep it showroom new mm -hmm. and for everybody to enjoy. Yes. No, I think that is great what you guys are doing with Thank it. you. Okay. Now we're a classic green and I know there's a story behind how you got this tractor out of previous classic green would you like yes. to share that with everybody yeah so about four years ago um, when uh, we were out at the classic green reunion at Nebraska um, <clears throat> during the banquet my grandpa actually wrote me like a little letter that uh, basically explained and uh, that he wanted me to have the tractor so uh, I went up on stage and I read that and uh, it got quite emotional I actually bet. I would so, imagine so yeah how old were you when this happened? Uh, I would have been 12. Okay, that's amazing. Yeah. That's incredible. I'm sure that was, yes, very emotional yes. for everybody. Yes. And if you want to see the video, you can check out 1937 John Deere Centennial D on the Facebook page. There's all kinds of information and pictures of the tractor there. Now here too, you guys have a smaller model of this tractor. Can you give me a little background on that? Did you guys build that or where did that come from? You know, I think when my dad was done restoring with the, the uh, Centennial John Deere D, he must have been bored. <laughs> so he built him a half scale John Deere D to share with his grandkids. And okay. it took a lot of time for him to get it done. and. Uh, so that was the goal to have something for the youngins to drive and uh, he did a really good job on it. Yeah. It looks amazing. So yeah. what kind of an engine is in that? It's got a little three horse Briggs and Stratton and a John Deere 316 uh, rear end. Uh, so it's hydrostatic drive. You push the clutch lever forward, it goes forward. You pull it back, it goes backwards. And then he's also got the uh, 1837 replica plow that he made to kind of go with the 1937 centennial items. Uh, speaking of centennial items, you know, we have a lot of little um, knickknack type stuff from the centennial, the paperweights, the wall plaque, bullet pencil, necklace, watch fob, ashtray, uh, pin on buttons and stuff. Uh, all very collectible and thank goodness for ebay because you, you know <laughs> i don't know how i would have ever found them without ebay yeah, that's awesome and so the display that you guys have here is great too. well we try so hard it is, yes. <laughs> we it really do good. so do you have a top show that you've been to out of the ones that you've attended oh my gosh you know they're, they're all excellent the classic green guys though are just so helpful they and are. nice uh both at the show and you know over the internet just talking and uh, the willingness to 
you know, they, as they say, it's all about the people, and I'm 100% sure that is what it's all about with these guys. Yes. They're great, but, you know, uh, I, I, I like all the shows, yeah. and, you know, and honestly, I like all the tractors, too, all different colors, so. Do you guys have any other tractors in your collection? Yeah, why don't you tell them about your biggin'? Yeah, so I have a Altman Taylor. Oh, do you? And uh, we actually restored it and took it to a fair okay. as a project. Uh, was that three? Four yeah, years ago? about four or five years ago. So That's awesome. that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's a 1918 3060. Okay, that is awesome. Yeah. That's a big one then. Yeah, and then we got a, a very rare C industrial narrow tread case. Okay. Uh, we have an industrial B Alice Chalmers. And uh, we've got our main work tractor is a 706 Farmall Gas. And uh, a couple of others out in the back shed that are needing a little bit of help. So yeah. altogether, probably eight or nine. Okay, that's awesome, though. It's great that you guys have been able to come together with this, too, and that you've yeah. kept it in the family. Yeah, oh, yeah. Continue to keep it in the family. So that's great. Okay, let's also kind of share, I know you guys have another thing that's called playing hooky. Can you explain to everybody what that is? Yes, as I started having kids years ago, I wanted them to enjoy the sport of pedal tractor pulling. Uh, I know, personally, when I was a child, I had a Ford 8000, and I used to pretend to tractor pull with it, you know, 50-plus years ago. And uh, I would just pull a wagon and pretend it was a pulling sled. And I just really enjoyed it. So whenever I started having kids, uh, I wanted them to have a sled, so I built the sled. And it didn't take long to realize that, you know, with uh, these pedal tractors, they really need a little gear reduction. So I went ahead and built them a custom Case IH uh, tractor. And uh, so it was geared right. And then uh, after that, I thought, well, the kids started getting bigger, so I made them a John Deere 5020 pulling tractor with a stretch frame. And then I realized that kind of need a tractor in between the two, so we built a D21 Alice Chalmers uh, pedal tractor. And uh, about that time, I found out about the National Pedal Tractor Pullers Association. And I just became a member, and now I'm in charge of the state of Kentucky as far as sanctioned pools, and then I put on the state championship pool. Um, and then, you know, not too long ago, we've been kicking, well, we were always kicking around building an adult tractor or a big kid adult tractor. So then we uh, built a uh, V8 blown mini rod style tractor. And uh, so now we offer adult pools too, which has been a really big hit. Right now we're doing about 30 shows a year and honestly I really don't want to do two more with a <laughs> full-time job and yeah. everything. It's a little too much. That's a lot, yes. But uh, we can go up to 800 pounds on the sled. and uh, But it's been really a, a neat thing to do. It's taught us a little bit of business skills and stuff and uh, it's just been a joy. Well good, that's great too. I have one more story that you kind of shared with me earlier that I want to share with everybody. You said that there was a lady that had reached out to your dad at one point because she had gotten a John Deere D herself and she wanted to paint it gold for her dad. Can you give us kind of the story behind that tractor? Yeah, so a lady out west, way out west, I think it was in Arizona, that called dad and she says, uh, 
Would you mind if we painted our John Deere D gold? I just love the looks of yours. And Dad said, oh, absolutely, it's your tractor, but please don't claim it to be the uh, Centennial D or any part of the Centennial. She says, oh, no, we won't do that. So they painted it gold, for, and she gave the tractor to her dad. And then about 10 years later, her father passed away, unfortunately. And uh, they decided to sell the tractor. And uh, although I really didn't want Dad to end up with it because of the confusion of the two tractors, I, uh, he, he ended up buying it. So now he's got a go John Deere D, go plow with and tractor pull yeah. and, you know, just kind of rough house with. I'm sure he enjoys that. Yeah, parade <laughs> with and stuff, yeah. Well, you guys do have an awesome story and you have a very unique tractor. So thank you so much for joining us and sharing that with everybody. Thank you very much. We yeah. enjoyed talking with you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right, we're here with Dave McCachran. He's been attending, have you been to past Classic Greens before? I've been to Columbus. I did not, unfortunately, I did not make the uh, show out in Nebraska, Nebraska, the first one. Okay, heard that was a good one. So That's what I that. hear too, yeah. <laughs> I missed the first Gathering of the Green. I missed the first Classic Green reunion, so. I, uh, but I haven't here. missed either of those since. Well, that's good, that's good. Okay, so can you kind of give us a background on yourself? How did you get into the collecting world? So, I, I mean, I grew up on a farm, playing with farm toys as a kid. But when I was about 10 years old, uh, our local fall fair had a farm toy show at it. And I saw some of my neighbors had some toys on display, and I thought, that's pretty cool. And so that weekend, I went and bought my first farm toy, and okay. it's kind of taken off from there. That's awesome. So what was your first farm toy? Do you remember? Uh, yes, I do. It was a Waterloo Boy. Okay. I, uh, I think it was the Collector Edition Waterloo Boy toy, and it was the first toy I tore out of the box, threw the box away, and kept the toy, and that was the first and last box I threw out. Okay. <laughs> all right. I've been asking everybody, too, because we've got some people from all over. Where are you from? So I'm from Glencoe, Ontario, Canada, which is uh, far south of most of the northern states, which those folks don't like hearing that when I say I live south of them <laughs> if they're from Minnesota, Wisconsin, or anywhere like that. I live just east of Detroit, Michigan, just okay. above Lake Erie. Okay, that's awesome. Okay, so when you were growing up, was there anything in particular that you really wanted? Did you have like anything really unique when you were growing up? I'll tell up? you what I wanted when I was a kid growing up was to trade residences with my good friend who lived in town he was about three <laughs> doors down from the John Deere dealer uh, and him and I had a plan that we were gonna swap houses we were probably not even 10 years old I was gonna go live with his parents and he was gonna come live on the farm he loved the farm loved to come out and cut grass and I just wanted to live close to the John Deere dealership so I could walk there every day that's I eventually ended up working for the John Deere dealer after uh, when I was in high school and after college for a bit before okay. I came home farming full-time okay. yeah. yeah that, that was a want <laughs> you ever try to actually pull that off or <laughs> no but I uh, you know it's funny we're here at CGR 23 and I actually got something that I've been looking for for many many years okay. and uh, as a kid growing up especially at night driving into our small town I would see that giant lit up John Deere sign up mm -hmm. on the post from the 1980s era and I've always said, man, I would love one of those. 
and uh, the first day of the show here there was a vendor had one and him and I came to an agreement and That's I awesome. now have one of those signs so I'm excited to yeah. uh, get that home and someday get it mounted and backlit and uh, that was that's an iconic sign for me as a kid growing up yeah. so super happy to have acquired that yes, on this that trip awesome okay so yes we are at class of green 23 and I assume you've probably probably been all over the place is there anything that's really stood out to you so I haven't haven't been everywhere I am on the show committee so I'm very busy doing many things helping to organize the show and so it's uh, it's a challenge to really thoroughly enjoy the show when you're on the show committee but I've toured around the grounds I think I've seen 90% of the exhibits uh, there are some amazing pieces here on display there's a 430 high crop propane tractor that uh, I'd love to take home that one caught my eye the first day I think it was here the first day I landed here a week ago and uh, it's that's been a challenging one to compare there's some cool cotton pickers here that are also intriguing to me Okay, so do you have a collection currently? I do. So I have a large collection of farm toys, a pretty significant collection of paper, literature, memorabilia, and I have somewhere between 30 and 40 tractors wow. in my collection. Yeah. All John Deere? All, uh, all John Deere. We do have one, the first tractor on the farm my grandfather bought in 1945 was a Farmall A. I restored that tractor in 2002 was the first tractor I ever restored okay. and uh, we still have that tractor it's the only red one on the farm but uh, yeah my tractors other than that are all John Deere there's a bunch of them that aren't green I chase after the yellow and orange and odd colored Dubuque built tractors so, so there do is you have a favorite series of John Deere yeah so I try hard to focus on Dubuque's uh, kind of the 40 420 430 mm -hmm. series um, I do have a few Waterloo tractors, uh, industrial ones for the most part, but I try and focus on Dubuque's to keep things under control, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is hard. That is fair. If you could, like, purchase any tractor, what would it be? Wow. That's a good question. Uh, if I could purchase any tractor, a dream tractor to own would be a no longer in existence experimental 3010 crawler, okay. which they only built two of. I met the, uh, the employee who was tasked with destroying equipment for John Deere and putting it through its paces and he told me that he was the one that ended the 3010 crawler project by uh, <laughs> driving it over a bunch of railway ties. Oh, so it was no. really cool to meet him uh, at, at a show like this and chat with him and talk about that the two, two uh, samples that they built of that unit. That would be an ultimate uh, holy grail. Okay, that would be awesome to have. So I assume you've probably been to quite a few shows then. Mm -hmm. Obviously Classic Green is a great one. Gathering of the Green is a great one. Are there any others that are in your top? Yeah, so these are, I mean, these are the granddaddy shows. Uh, the This show definitely for a summer event with a lot of exhibits uh, <laughs> takes the cake. Uh, Gathering of the Green is a phenomenal winter event. Uh, more of a social and interactive learning experience type of event, which is great. Um, other than that, uh, toy shows are kind of more, you know, I, I do a few tractor shows at home locally. I don't get down to too many other big events like this, but some significant toy shows. The National Farm Toy Show in Dyersville is, uh, has been back on my uh, 
back on my schedule since my uh, career has shifted and changed so I'm available to travel in, in November now uh, St. Louis Toy Show at Gateway Toy Show is a phenomenal good old toy show uh, as is the Sioux Falls Toy Show Lafayette Toy Show is one I haven't been to and it's on my bucket list to get to so they're good fun large farm toy shows here in the US do you have any local shows where you're from that you like to attend? Yeah, we've got several small town local shows. I organize one at home in my small town. Um, and yeah, they're fun. Uh, those are kind of wintertime things. Summer-wise, uh, we have two or three John Deere collector clubs in Ontario, <laughs> and they each have an annual show. I sit on our local uh, club board and am and involved with doing and organizing that show. And that's when I drag most exhibits to ever is our local show it's usually an hour or two from home so I've dragged up to uh, I think 12 or 15 made it to last year's show in the summer so that was a big undertaking but maybe some year I'll host the show and then I can just pull them outside and don't have to drive them anywhere now do you ever have anything here at Classic Green this year a heavy vending booth so I'm here selling literature um, I brought my camper but I did not oh, and I do I guess I am exhibiting I have a display in the Maiden Tennessee building uh, which is full of farm toys literature and memorabilia displays and I have a uh, I think it's about an eight foot long glass cabinet that's full of uh, John Deere D which is one of the features here uh, John Deere D toys memorabilia and literature is there anything in your like toy or memorabilia collection that you're really looking for to add? Uh, yes, so I've recently in the last few years began collecting the Vindex toy line which mm -hmm. are from the 1930s. Um, I am looking for the drill, the little Model E engine and the large combine. Those things are definitely on my keep an eye list but those are large investment pieces yeah. too so when they come up sometimes it's not always uh, suitable to purchase them but I try yes well that's good well we want to thank you for joining us here today thank you great chatting with you and we'd like to catch up another time if you'd like to sounds good thank you thank very you. much okay we're here with Doug Guthrie and he is a part of Smith Farms restoration Doug can you kind of give us a little bit of background on yourself how did you get into the tractor world uh, I was a young kid that always had some tractors that I always worked on over the years, I've always done mechanical work for folks. Uh, I used to farm for a large outfit. Ten years ago, I retired from truck driving, and they asked me to, uh, to start up a re tractor restoration business. In that process, we started that in uh, April of 2013. Uh, we got customers all over the United States. Um, it's just great working with the people. It's great. Uh, being at the national shows and the county fairs at the small shows, meeting the people from all colors. We are an all-color shop. We do specialize in green ones. Okay. So it's been a it's been a very fun and adventurous journey. Now the farm that you helped, did they farm with John Deere, or what kind of equipment did they use? Yes, back in Marion, Ohio, where we're from, uh, they actually started in in the uh, mid eight mid seventies the John Deere store. Okay. The family did with another family. Uh, both families have then retired, sold the business, and uh, they, they do farm with green. That's awesome. So did you bring anything with you here to Classic Green? Yes, we did. We brought, we only brought one tractor. Uh, it's a 1976 4230 front wheel assist power shift transmission. Okay. And is this one that you restored yourself? 
Yes, I was actually hanging parts on it Wednesday morning while it was loaded on the trailer. That's so awesome. it's uh, we just Real got fresh. her done. <laughs> yeah, the paint was a little wet. Yeah, We're going down the road drying it. Okay. Now I know you had mentioned the tractor next to yours. There's a story behind that too. Can you share that with everybody? Yes, for the folks that are down here at the uh, Classic Green in Tennessee, there is a 4230 low profile. I restored that seven years ago, and a gentleman bought it out of North Carolina, and we are parked right beside it, so it's kind of a neat pair. Yes, that is awesome that you're right beside it too. Okay, have you been to past Classic Greens? Yes, my boss uh, two years ago was one of the directors at the Columbus, Ohio show. Okay, awesome. So, have and you, at Grand oh, Island, Nebraska, too. Yes. Yep, yep. Have you been able to walk around or have you kind of stayed in this building while you've been here? I've been all over the grounds okay. at least three or four times and it there's always something I miss so yes, I keep I do it about three times a day and I see something that I haven't seen Different and, every day and then talking with the people mm -hmm. and uh, it's a very nice very beautiful uh, fairgrounds it is this fairgrounds is yes yeah, very beautiful is there anything in particular that has stood out to you while you've been walking around looking at things I would have to say that the two cotton pickers, there's one right here in front of us, there's one outside. Um, the Gold D over there, pretty unique tractor. One thing you notice is a lot of people from southern United States bringing a lot of vegetable tractors in here that from being in the north country, we don't get to see. So it's a wonderful opportunity to see a very wide variety. Uh, there's a lot of high crops here. We don't see that in the northern states. So to, to pinpoint one, I'm not sure. I just love them all. Yes. Well, that's fair. Is there a dream tractor that you have that you would like to own one day? I would have to say one of them we sold was a uh, one of three made. It was a 1971. 1972 4320 John Deere Highway Yellow front wheel assist from the factory. Okay, that's awesome. So, in your restoration business, what's one of the hardest tractors you've ever restored? Like, what one gave you the biggest challenges? Any tractor, I won't, I won't just, just name one. Any tractor was built in World War II. Are, is going to probably be the one of the toughest ones because obviously there was a steel shortage. The manufacturers back then had to use the parts they had, no new models. So what you run into is your parts, you get several different parts and part numbers, um, stuff don't match up. So them, wartime tractors are the toughest in, in my humble opinion. And when I talk to restoration guys across the United States, after I bring it up to them, they all agree. Yeah. Okay. How can people find you in your restoration business? Uh, Smith Farms Restoration is on Facebook. Uh, we're in Marion, Ohio, about 50 miles north of Columbus, Ohio. You want the phone number? Yeah, you can call me the phone number. Yep. Our, our shop line is 740-386-2980. Okay, what other items do you have in your collection besides what you have here with you? Do you have anything else? We have a uh, open station standard 4430, no three-point swing draw bar. We have a open station 4430 front wheel assist. 
Uh, both of them are waiting to get in the restoration shop, so I've got about six in front of them before them two get in here. Okay. I'd say you're probably pretty busy then. Yes, and I've been talking with some other restoration guys, and and uh, there's a big boom on right now. Is there? Yeah. Do you like to collect anything else besides tractors? Are you into the memorabilia or toys or anything like that? We have some memorabilia uh, in our one office. It's pretty well filled up with memorabilia. Um, I make custom pedal tractors, and that's a lot of fun doing them. Is it? Yeah. That's awesome. I can carry them in one hand, and I can do them in about a week or two. So yeah. Probably a lot different than when you're working on a yes. real tractor. <laughs> yes. A lot less parts. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, well, we're here at Classic Green. Now, is there any other big event or show that you enjoy going to every year? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, Half Century Progress Show in Rantoul, Illinois, uh, which is every other year. Um, so we'll be out there this coming August. Will you? Yes. Well, we will too. So hopefully we'll see you there yeah. again. I got a couple trackers I did for customers that's going to be there. Okay. So that's always fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you, when you take your tractors, do you take them to like working shows like that? Do you ever go out and take them out plowing or anything like that? No, not not my boss man's, no. Okay. That's uh, fair. That's fair. Because I'm the one that has to clean them. I was going to say, you're probably the one that has to take care of them at the end of the day. <laughs> Is there any local shows in your area that you enjoy going to? There is some local shows uh, in Ohio that that we try to hit. Um, our schedules are busy because we do farm 4,000 acres. So between getting the crops in, playing with the weather, uh, then comes weed harvest. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I'm sure you guys have plenty to do. Yeah. I am sure. Well, we want to thank you for joining us, and we encourage everybody to go check out Smith Farms Restoration and let Doug know if you have any questions. Disassembled and they built the patterns and everything off of the, of the prototypes. So it was actually uh, another three more, I believe, that were built up at Horicon once they took these one as well. Yes, um, it's, uh, it says run. It says run on the back. And according to one of the retirees that was part of this group that put this together, it was actually a stencil from Van Brunt. Um, oh, okay. so from the weed girl, uh -huh. and they just uh, cut it off at yeah. yeah. the last oh, letters okay. of it, yeah. and put it on the tractor, and called the tractor run. Well, that's unique. Now, do you know of any other prototypes like around 
Yeah, there's, I'm going to say at least, from different periods, um, probably a dozen have showed up, or something okay. like that. Very cool. So. Alright, do you have anything else here that you brought? No, this is it. I did, if you can see the, the these are the guys that were still alive. Um, back in uh, 2012 that were part of the team that brought the John Deere Garden Tractor to market. So I did have them autograph this tractor. The reason it's painted red, it was sent out uh, to do testing. John Deere did not want anybody to know they were getting into the lawn garden market. So that's why they painted this weird color. It's like I know. Mass that's so hard for Unique, for sure. One thing I'm going to kind of ask you, I'm going to have you talk about it. Should we go over and kind of talk about this week? Yeah. I know these are unique, too. I'm going to bring these. It's pretty cool to have the two seats. Same problem as that. Can you kind of explain that for us? Sure. Um, this is an allied attachment provided uh, to your John Deere dealers. Uh, built by Jenkins Manufacturing. In fact, they're still in business today. It was set up where you could basically convert your uh, tractor, your garden tractor, into a golf cart. And use it on the golf course, and you could still load with it when you were doing that. Have you remembered one of these? I have. Do you like it? Is I it do. Different? It's kind of weird, yeah, because you're steering with your right arm and yeah. you're doing everything with your left hand. Okay, you kind of want to highlight, too, for everybody with Lawning Art Magazine, and we got some new issues out of that. We are. Okay, where can they get a subscription, or how do they subscribe? Well, they can go to um, LAGT.com, or online, or... They can call us at 812-985-0828. Perfect. We appreciate you chatting here with us. Thanks for joining everybody. Thank you. Okay, so we're here with Alan Cliff, which we had him on a podcast a couple weeks ago. Uh, He's came down to Classic Green, and he's going to share some of the items that he brought with him. Yes, uh, glad to welcome that I brought uh, two 1963 with tents to celebrate the 60th anniversary. Uh, one is running a six-way blade, and the other with an original manufactured deck and a generator. I also brought my 120, sporting a fancy scraper soil very few of them in existence, which actually surprised to see three of them made it out to the show this year. Uh, another 140-54C center blade and a pin core generator on the front of it. That way... If that one doesn't work, you also got the back of another generator to keep the lights out of the house at night. There you go. Alright, so I know all these podcasts we kind of highlighted. Are these ones that you bought and nothing to them? Are they all original when you bought them? 63s are pretty much original. This is the way that I found them, just enough to get them running. I've rebuilt from the ground up and put quite a few extra little add-ons to make it cooler. Uh, actually, my good friend Justin fully restored this 140. He found that in pieces. So, and this one down is actually a survivor. Uh, my grandfather bought it new at a dealership with my uncle worked at the 70s. So it's very cool that it's made it this far. Okay, now, here's Classic Green. Yep. Another Classic Green. Yep. There's a lot of one cards and things, but what's your highlight? Definitely the Navy 140. Yes. Can't believe they made it here. That is fantastic. Really baffled, but that's awesome. Uh, only four of them in existence, two of them are here. Amazing. That's awesome. Do you have anything else outside of London Garden? 
seeing the Model C actually in person, that was that's really cool. And all the high crowds. Tons of high crowds everywhere. That's awesome. Well, we thank you again for joining us. Don't forget, you can check out Alan at Wolf's Tractor Tractor did. Oh, that was hard. Um, he's got Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, all those good things, YouTube. So make sure you look them up. Thank you. Thank you. Classic Green Reunion at uh, 23 at Wilson County Fairgrounds uh, in Tennessee, Lebanon, Tennessee. So we're driving through what's called Fiddler's Grove. Some beautiful, beautiful bees here. It's one of the features this year because the D is 100 years old. The first one came out in 1923, uh, and that model ran out through 1953. So it's a pretty uh, important tractor for the John Deere lineup. As we go through here, you're seeing Spoker Ds. That's the spoke flywheel. Uh, many unstyled. Uh, the earlier ones were two speeds. Now you get up to, like this one, is an electric start style D that could have been newer. It would have a three-speed transmission. These things all would have started on gasoline and then converted over once we get heat built up and they run on a low-cost fuel for cheaper work. There are two cylinders. The earlier ones were six and a half, I believe, by seven uh, boron stroke. Later they went to six and three-quarter by seven. group of earlier D's 24's and a little bit newer so large flywheels a lot of unrestored beautiful tractors so we've got a fabulous grounds here the Wilson County Fairgrounds has, has got this Fiddler's Grove and it's full of uh, very old vintage buildings so, so there's a blacksmith and a sawmill and log cabins couple examples of styled D's. Styled is when the front grill and the radiator have a, some some designs to them and it just looks a little better with the, with the uh, different fenders too. Just more styling than the old unstyled. Do you have a preference? Do you like styled over unstyled? Well, I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna have to say I like unstyled. But, okay. But, uh, I'm not really sure why, it's just how it started out, maybe yeah. because mine's on style. Okay. And what year is yours? 1934. Okay. So much more, it's just so sizable compared to the other tractor at that same time, which would have been right here. Yeah, the 4020. I do like the 4020s. Oh, that was of a course. Player, There's 20 series tractors for there great looking. There's a 4320, so that's a very cool tractor. So here we have an 8850. Sorry. You're fine. <laughs> this is one of my favorite kind of tractors here. This one has a V8 diesel in that John Deere produced. This is a very nice original example of that. Um, John Deere jumped into the V8 and uh, after a while uh, stopped. It just uh, wasn't the right thing. And then here's an 8020. Um, clearly in its original paint and dress and 
Oh, it looks just neat as an old tractor. It does. Workhorse. Got some beautiful industrial tractors there in the orange and the yellow dress. ARs uh, and BRs. Inside is a, a little 40 crawler, uh, or 20 crawler uh, with a 68 uh, uh, grain cart. Grain cart's been converted to tracks. Very nice display. That is cool. uh, 30 series tractors is uh, one of the features this year. So here's a beautiful example of one of my favorites. I'd have to say I, I don't know why I like this so much, but the people that know me are laughing right now. Because I like unstyled and steel wheels and hand start and all, but I really like a 30 Ceros narrow front yeah. with an open station. I just, uh, I think someday I gotta have one. Yeah. Add it to the bucket list. And here's another unique piece uh, a John Deere L uh, converted somehow or another by factory or whatever to a high crop. Here's John Deere 700. This would be the industrial line of John Deere yep. tractors. Some more 30 series. 4455 is my favorite. Is it? Yep. So we, I grew up with on our farm, so that's always been one of my favorite tractors. Uh, 520 LP cotton picker. This is a crazy cool machine for a person that grows up in corn country of Iowa like I am. But here's this cotton picker that you, you, know, you can see. It's a 520 LP tractor, but it's turned around. And all these gadgets and contraptions, the engineering is incredible, but you sit up top and you run what's really the factory controls on the tractor, put everything in reverse. And so, of course, you get the odd feeling of the steering because when you turn right, the, your back end kicks out to the left to make that right turn. But these things are really, really cool. The, the cotton comes in the front. We'll go up there. We can get a picture and a view of that. But it goes up into that hopper. There's a big blower that actually takes the cotton. The, 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 it's, it's like you grab a cotton bowl and you pick the pieces off. And then there's a large blower and it blows it up into that hopper. That hopper fills up. It's completely white. And then it tips. Um, that one tips this way up in the air and it drops all the cotton into the wagon. And then you put that down and you go forward and pick more cotton. Okay, awesome. So we'll go up to the front and you can see what that looks like. And yeah, it's one roll. Just far enough to see inside there. See all those, well they look like big nails. Yeah, they do. And there's a whole bunch of spindles in there with all these sharp, 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 sharp nails. And as I said, it just reaches in there and it just plucks all the little pieces of cotton off the bowl and puts it up top. Very cool. And how many did you say are here on the grounds? We actually have three cotton machines, three cotton pickers on grounds. We have a 3010 LP, a 520 LP, and then we have a 420 um, uh, here also. Okay. Yep. You can find all our episode material on our website, oldirongarage.com. We encourage everyone to give us a follow wherever you listen to the Old Iron Talk podcast. Don't forget to submit your collection photos to info at oldirongarage.com 
to be featured at the end of our episodes. We had such a great time attending class with Green, and as they say, it really is about the people.